from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Melody. And I'm Josh. We're back again to talk all things media. I'm really excited to dive in to this episode. We've got a review of Wonder Woman. We're going to be talking about our top three fierce female characters. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of Facebook feedback from our post asking our listeners to tell us what they thought, what their three top three uh, fierce female characters were. And uh, I can't wait to talk about that. So we're going to do our review of Wonder Woman. Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to invite you guys, if you didn't tell us what your top three uh, fierce female characters were, we'd love to hear from you. Whatever you're excited or interested in in the world of television and movies and video games you want us to talk about, let us know on Facebook. That's probably the best place to go or you can email us screenerscast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you guys what we can do to make this thing better all right let's dive in to this week's episode welcome to the main event all right guys this week we are reviewing wonder woman diana fighting does not make you a hero what if i promise to be careful just a shield, then. Diana. No sharp edges. Be careful of mankind, Diana. They do not deserve you. You've told me this story. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained warrior. When a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all wars. So we have come to the highly anticipated and widely acclaimed Wonder Woman review. And I'm very excited to hear what you guys think. I will say on a personal note, I really tried to rev up some enthusiasm to see this film, uh, especially after all the hype that it's had in its first few days out. Um, I did not... I did not rev up the excitement that I tried to, but I am very interested <laughs> to see what you guys thought of the movie and then to share what I thought as well. So let's jump right in. Let's hear your first thoughts. And also, when we do, maybe go ahead and tell us your history with this particular character and uh, if you have any special place in your heart for the character of Wonder Woman. So let's start with Chad. History with the character, uh, I definitely have memories of watching the, I believe it started in the late 70s, the Linda Carter television series, and mm -hmm. I remember loving it. Don't remember exactly how old I was, but I'm sure there are lots of reasons why I loved it as a young boy. In addition, <laughs> what, what would those be, lots, Chad? I lots mean, of reasons. I, I'm just being honest, mm -hmm. I, as, a, as a young <laughs> <laughs> Young boy, I was probably you know nine or ten. I love the action. Uh. I actually, I actually really did. I had a conversation. I remember I was talking with my my dad about this uh, the other day. I was super disappointed that they couldn't give me an invisible jet for Christmas one year, and there I didn't understand go. why they couldn't. But 
So, but that's about the extent of my history as a, as a comic book collector. I started collecting comics end of middle school and beginning of high school, and I never really collected Wonder Woman uh, per se. So that's a, that's the extent of my uh, history with the character. I will say that as far as this movie is concerned. I, I, with everything that was in me, had hoped that DC would finally give us a movie that I just didn't hate. I absolutely hated, <laughs> I'm on record with how much I hated Batman v Superman. What? Yeah. No, I, I thought you loved that movie. I know, right? <laughs> well, I do, I will say this, and I'll keep it brief, and then when we get into spoilers, I can, I can talk a little bit more specifically. It, I do think it is interesting that it took Patty Jenkins to finally give me a good Superman movie. I think that... The character, the character uh, of Wonder Woman is very comparable to Superman in, in that they have godlike powers. Um, but I think that, that she in this movie, Patty Jenkins, the director, uh, really got to the essence of the character and what makes this character compelling. I think that the action is spectacular. The no... Uh, was it No Man's Land scene is yes. one of the greatest, one of the greatest visceral kind of uh, coming out parties for a warrior that, you know, that's been shot for sure. Uh, really great. But I do have to be honest and say that overall, I think that this movie is good, but not great. Uh, I have some problems with it. I think there are some significant issues with uh, a, some pacing and some editing uh, some choices that were made that I don't understand. I think the movie is getting a lot of credit because it is. it certainly has a wonderful message at its core. It's inspirational. But I think as a movie, it's not great. It's good, but not great. And I don't want, when we get into spoilers or we talk a little bit more here, I'll give some, some specifics about it. But I want to leave with my general impression so mm. I can hear from you guys and just say, I enjoyed this movie. But I did not love it like I think a lot of people loved it. Uh, and we can talk about why that is later. Wow. Hmm, interesting thoughts from you, Chad. All right. <laughs> well, I was kind of expecting more love. So let's see if we have another surprise up next. Josh, what did you think? And what is your history with Wonder Woman? My history with Wonder Woman to start <laughs> out with is there is no history. I was I'm not old enough to have watched the TV show growing up. Hey, I'm young. I'm spry like a chicken, and <laughs> it's just not. What did you just say? I, you're spry uh, like a chicken? A, gang, a, a spring chicken. A spring chicken. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm old at heart, so I know oh. um, colloquialisms like that. Don't don't you know wow. that phrase? I will not surprise you. I'm afraid with my review because. Just overall, I am I'm so, so very done with superhero movies. I don't know how you people keep watching them <laughs> and keep acting like they're new experiences. It's just, it's exhausting. There's, I, I mean, I know this is DC and so they're like, they're like B superhero movies. They're like the B horror movies that are fun because they're so bad, but it's, it just doesn't make any difference to me either way. It's. You know what I mean, Chris. You saw Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know what you mean, but continue. I, I, this is this is an interesting uh, course of thought. So I want to know where where it leads us. So at at the beginning of this movie, I, I kind of I have to admit that I I went into it with this mindset because I'm just so tired of them. But at the beginning, I was I still had a a bit of an open mind and I was ready to to let go of some of those preconceptions because. It was really nice at the beginning of the movie to have a different kind of setting, a different time period, and 
the the exposition grounded in in Wonder Woman's kind of upbringing and backstory, but then that just kind of falls apart. And we'll get into, I'm sure we'll get into some more of this later in the, in spoilers. But overall, it's you know it's it's as competent as a big big budget summer blockbuster movie is, and it just feels like every other superhero movie with a couple like wow. like I think Chad teased a couple very strange choices as far as editing wise and and character wise in my opinion and we'll get into that later but yeah it was it was fine it was a action superhero movie and that's it I give wow it a, I give it, it a, was an action superhero movie and that's it and you can tell that just from the poster well so that's correct. okay all right that's great exactly. right. for the record i, I am much well more positive than josh it doesn't sound <laughs> like it it doesn't sound like it. this is very depressing at the moment. yeah this very is depressing interesting interesting yeah. i feel like terrible. we're gonna really miss so daniel bad. on this episode yeah no positivity up in here Solid two thumbs sideways. Wow. Yeah, so wait, you you were gonna say, Josh, you give it what? Is that what you give it? Two thumbs sideways. Solid two thumbs sideways. <laughs> Boy, I don't even know. Okay. I, All yeah. right. Don't make well, me. See I have one, a feeling. Please. Don't make you what? See another one, please. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's usually Josh. what Melody says. <laughs> that is usually what they say, Chris. Are you on this two thumb sideways train? Hey, oh, I yeah, am not, not even, on the two thumb sideways train. Don't close. put me on that train. <laughs> Listen, this this movie is awesome on on every level. This movie, not even, it's true. just fantastic it is as i would like to say wonderful get it uh listen i i I had a blast it felt like this movie was completely lifted out of the drab and kind of sometimes especially the, the the films we've gotten so far in this dcu they've been very depressing i i've enjoyed them but the overall feeling is very morose and sad and you know there's there's this great evil that needs to be done done with dealt with uh, and there's no hope there's no real kind of like oh boy okay this is going to be all right uh, all the movies end pretty like i don't know just with with a lot of destruction and a lot of uh, not a lot of hope it, it feels like well we just barely made it through my my initial feelings on this film is that they have fleshed Patty Jenkins, the director of this. I felt like they told her, Hey, you've got this wonder woman character. You can do whatever you'd like uh, with her. And then they didn't have her. They didn't tell her that she needed connect to connect back to the DCU at all. Now there's two bookends, um, but that's the only connecting tissue between this film and any of the others. The tone of this movie is all about hope. Uh, It's about the power of love. Uh, it is about uh, the ability for a person to a superhero to be able to inspire others to do what they were created to be. Man, this movie was so wonderful with that. And the world they fleshed out was spectacular. The island of Themyscira, where Wonder Woman comes from, uh, was fantastic. And the the fighting uh, style of the um, of the Amazons uh, were fantastic Amazonians. The uh, the look, the feel, j- j- I, the cast there, all of that stuff, I thought they did an amazing job with kind of building this world, building the mythology, feeling like it was there. But they didn't like, 
set in it. I feel like the movie had a really good pace. Uh, it kept going. It kept moving forward. It didn't get kind of boring in any pa- in any part of this movie. There's there's definitely like, okay, we're here now. This is the reason why we're here, and now we're moving on. Now you're here. Here's the reason why we're here, and now we're moving on. And they just keep keep building um, on it. And I just thought overall the feeling. And, and you mentioned the, the the scene, the no man's land scene. I, it was great. I, I thought Fantastic. that that moment Agreed. was. One of the best superhero moments in movie history, period. And I can't think of any other one where that was so it was so wonderfully done. Because I heard another podcast say this and, and I was already thinking it, Melody and I have been talking about it, but I totally agree that like in in many superhero movies, uh, the the superhero is elevated above everyone else. They have a task they need to do, and very rarely are they going to stop and, and not continue on, on, on their, their main journey. And Wonder Woman's main journey is, is to protect innocence. And like, she literally stops where they're going, tells, no, I'm going to do the right thing right now, whether you want me to or not. And because of that, they've saved, you know what I mean? It was just a wonderful, wonderful moment that says, you know, Hey, listen, one person can inspire others to do amazing things and to live up to their, uh, their potential, and so that's what this movie is. Uh, it does that for girls, sure. It does that for for guys and boys. Um, I think just as much. I want to. I want to get a shirt that says like I am Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like the spirit of this film is so wonderful, and it is just a, it's it's a great <laughs> thing to have. Uh, it really, it really, truly is. So I I enjoyed just about every piece of it. Chris Pine, whom I already enjoy from from Star Trek, uh, I think is a great. Coupling with uh, with Wonder Woman, uh, Gal Gadot's uh, performance as Wonder Woman is great. Agreed. I don't know. I I just think, I really do think they filed her on all on all cylinders. They I my feeling is this. And walking out of the theater, I told uh, Melody and a couple others that we were seeing this movie with. I said I really want DC to just forget Batman and Superman for a little while, put them on the back burner and give the DCU to the girls and literally let Wonder Woman and Batgirl, who Joss Whedon is directing the Batgirl movie, and just let those two be the DCU. And that would be such a wonderful contrast to what Marvel is doing uh, that it would be, oh, I I would love that. I'd love that for them to be the centerpieces uh, and the boys can be off brooding and, you know, and, but they can be like, what are you guys talking about? Love. Let's talk about love. Uh, I just, I thought it was great. I really, really, really did. It was, it was perfect. I think it was, it was one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen, period, bar none. So anyway, that's where it's, that's where it's at for me. So you liked so, it. I liked it. Oh man, yes. Chris likes it. Indeed. Oh, I, what so I took bad. away from that review is that you want to wear a shirt that says I am Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, yeah. Hashtag, want, I am Wonder Woman. It's 2017, you can do whatever you want to. That's right. Wanna- you want to take even even Wonder Woman from from the women of Hollywood. Yeah. That's right. I, I want to take too. I want to take her. Just and take I want it. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Let's do it. All right. So now, we have but, a lot of love from Chris, yeah. which is not surprising no, to anyone. Surprising. There, I, I did have a little bit. There were some problems with the third act for me that I there don't know how I feel about. Problems with a lot more than just the third act, but we'll get to that. I, I, Mister, it's firing on firing on all not, cylinders all the time. Much. It's not perfect. It's one of the greatest not movies much I've ever seen. Wrong with this movie. Except for the <laughs> like, except for there's that third act issue that I, I do agree with. And I walked out telling Melody this you did. too. You did. You said that. that. The, I, I, I wish they could have handled it a, a, a bit differently because the rest of the movie felt like it was moving towards one thing and then we got 
this other thing. And I was like, ah, I understand why, but I wish we could have been a little bit more clever. But there, there, there's a first act issue too, and and the second act's a, a little little weak as well. But oh my gosh, I, I can't Podcast disagree with so you. Negative sometimes anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, come on, guys. Chad's a come grumpy pants too. I am not grumpy. Listen, before <laughs> yes, you, you are, you're very totally grumpy. not. I am not. <laughs> very I, I first of all said it was good, not great. I don't, Chris. You love this movie as if. I don't know how how you could love it anymore. I, I, I want to see this movie three or four more times, man. That I, is I'm crazy ready. Crazy talk. Go. I, I'm just saying. I led with saying that I do think that that Patty Jenkins finally tapped into what makes these characters right, yes. and that's the biggest compliment that I can give is that you have this person who is a god, the potential to be essentially you know very boring as a character, but she tapped into the essence of this person who is a god through the window in this case of love very much like superman and lois lane begins to see the beauty and the worth worthiness of humanity and then makes the decision to serve humanity instead of ruling them and that's what makes these characters wonderful and it inspires people to be like them and that's what Zack Snyder got so incredibly wrong in his movies so that's the biggest compliment I can give is that they got that right which is why this and my problems are really much more related to the execution I think this movie is very close to being great and all time great as far as in the comic book genre but it just when we can when we get into spoilers I'll tell you why for me it just didn't get there but melody you're the right, you're okay. our our woman here what did you think about it well uh, as i said i was not excited to see this movie i'm over all the comic book movies so 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 over it and even with all of the positive reviews out there everyone raving about how wonderful it was i was not excited and i did not feel i felt like all those positive reviews were only going to make me like it less because I then had some sort of expectation. We have to say, though, so, that positive review, that's a 93% on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. It, it is yeah. clearly highly acclaimed. It's crazy talk. So I was I was intrigued, but not excited. So the first, you know, little whatever, the bookend, as Chris called it, that was in the world that we had come from, from Batman versus Superman, which I actively hate. The more that I think about that movie, the more I hate it. Of course you do. Um, of course you do. Of course I do. It, that was that and I was like alright here we go again how could people possibly love this movie but then but then <laughs> first actual act actually started and we're on the island with the women and here's okay here's the other thing I am really not super like a super girl power sort of feminist sort of a person like I don't feel like it's my life crusade to make any sort of statement or point or whatever I just it's not hugely important to me but like five minutes into this movie i pretty much just love it so much that's what <laughs> happened to me i'm not gonna lie it was yeah. just awesome and i loved it and i like you know after we get to know these first characters a little bit i just like i was in i was totally in and i pretty much stayed in until the end of the movie and i did really really enjoy this movie now that said, of course, there are problems. I'm definitely in the Chad camp of they got the heart of this movie so, so, so right. The, the third act, I walked out of the movie and, and I said I loved every part of that movie. And then, and then, of course, I start thinking and I'm like, no, I really kind of hated the third act of that movie. But I don't care because I love the movie as a whole. So that's my, that's my review. I, I did love it. Not as much as Chris. 
I probably won't get a shirt, but it was pretty awesome. And I think that besides getting the main heart of it right, I think that also like the humor in this movie just worked really well. I feel like the second act, I just felt enchanted. Like I just felt enchanted by all of these characters and I just wanted to know them better and I liked them. They made me laugh. They made me cry. I just liked it. I was just in. It felt like what these movies are supposed to be, which I feel like proves that one, all the, all the Rotten Tomato scores and whatever that's out there isn't necessarily an influence on my enjoyment or not enjoyment. If a movie's great, then a movie's great. So I agree, Anyways, I agree with you what, about I the humor for sure. It, this movie is really funny, really funny. The boat scene alone between Chris Pine Yes. And is so much awkwardness, so wonderfulness. Funny. Yeah. So, so funny. good. It was so good. It's funny, Josh. Uh, yeah. Sorry, bud. That's really it was funny. funny. Yeah. I don't know. You can moan all you want, Josh, but that was, exhausting. that was funny. It's tiresome. It is not. Oh, How was that not, tiresome? I'm you've never seen that in a movie. You've never seen that in a movie. Are ever. you kidding me? I'm not you, kidding. You've, you. nev- you've never seen you've never seen a godlike superhero playing the I'm I'm the one. <laughs> Okay, so actually, what I was about to complain about is more once they get to London. Um, on the boat, the roles are actually reversed, right? And it's, it's being awkward. And it was Which, funny. It's wonderful. It's that's a great moment because normally you see it the other way around, and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Because no, normally the 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 woman is the 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 confused, innocent. You know what I mean? And the, those scene, the guy's going to show her how the world is, and she's like, no, I already know about all this, and I really don't need you all that much. It was wonder. It was a great moment. How how was that not good? I agree in theory that that is that's Josh. A, his sense of humor, on. his sense of it humor box crazy. is broken. Don't try it. You can't try to fix it. It's broken. No, I just feel like he's being overly critical. Just to be overly critical when this actually deserves a, a little bit of praise. Like I just feel like it deserves a little bit of like, oh okay, all right, yeah, I get it. There, there. This is this it was is funny. It was good. Pretty great. It was great. I agree. Anyway, sorry. That scene deserves praise. I don't. I just didn't find it humorous. I didn't think it was funny. It, it was uncomfortable. Chris, stop. Humor. Just stop. It stop was... doing it. Yeah, let it go. You can't make Josh think things <laughs> are funny. Care. He doesn't think things are funny in the in the <laughs> universe. <laughs> like normally, like anything. Well, I, I will. I will also say, as much as I am not necessarily a super girl power sort of a person, there were multiple times while watching this movie where I had the thought. I can't wait to watch this with my girls. So, yeah. you know, there's that. It, it has that. No doubt. And I'll give it I'll give it that. I do think that because of the creative people involved, because of the story, it is a fresh take on sure, like you said, Josh, we've seen all these things before, but all the revol- all the roles are reversed. They're flipped. Things are very they are very mirrored in this except for the third act. But everything else felt that way. Like, oh, okay, we're flipping we're flipping these things that we're familiar with on its head and we're seeing them kind of through fresh eyes. But I love this movie more. I love this movie less because the roles are reversed or whatever and more just because they got the heart of these superheroes right. And I was not anticipating seeing that in this universe. No and doubt. so That's why it's a great I'm definitely universe. hopeful it will influence further stories in this universe. Or else that's, they could just that's, not That's what made. I mean. I didn't That'd mean to say, awesome. like, they, it's good because they did that. It's This is the story, yeah. but as it turns out, it's also a great story. So, anyway. All right. So anything else we have to say before we give our final theater recommendations here? No. I think I think Chris Pine, we mentioned it, but uh, I, yeah. think, I think he did a great job. 
and it was interesting to see a star of his caliber uh, appropriate in, for this film be the sidekick. And I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And, and sometimes, that. you know, bumbling and not really well respected and need needing to be saved and all that stuff. So, yep. yeah, it was interesting that he would he'd be willing to do that. Yeah. I Come on, that. Josh. The above average line. You didn't laugh. Come on, Josh. Surely, that was good. Surely you smile. <laughs> that was good. A little bit. Josh is gone. I assume <laughs> he no longer wants to interact. I assumed he was lying. And so I just. Oh, man. Wow. All right. Let's just let's go. Come on. Come on, Melody. Let's jump into spoilers. I don't like Chris Pine. Pine. Did, I, did I say that? <sighs> Chris Pine is wonderful. Goodness. I will. Okay, well, I'll say that in spoilers. All right, let's go around and give our theater recommendations. Chad, should this be seen in the theater? This is theater worthy for sure. Hundred percent, yes. Josh Ziegler. If if you've only seen like one or two other superhero movies, sure, go see this one. Go see it in the theater. Okay, Chris. <laughs> uh, yes, we saw this in a Dobly Atmos. Dobly Atmos. Dobly. Dobly Atmos. Dobly Dobly. Dobly Atmos Theater, and it it was it was out of this world. It was really good. Yes, this is a theater going experience, and see it with a crowded group, and you'll you'll have a great time. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I I second Chris's opinion. Definitely go see it. You probably already have. That's All right. right. Let's go into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Okay, so here's my biggest question in the spoiler category. And I don't know. I mean, I've heard this around after I saw the movie. But while I was watching the movie, and I had not heard this before, like, all I could think of was weirdly, why does this just make me think of Captain America, this whole movie? I don't know if it's because his name is the same, Steve, or, like, if it's because there's a shield involved, or if it's because it's, like, the old history. But, like, did you guys get a weird Captain America vibe in this movie? I just really want to know. I did not personally. I mean, I, I can see how you would, though, for sure, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, not the least of which is the setting, uh, which is World War One. There's certainly a feeling that those movies are set in the same space, the aesthetic, for sure. Uh, and Steve, yeah, that probably played into it as well. And I think, yeah. honestly, if we're being very cynical about it, I think that there was probably some influence there because that first Captain America kind of set the template for how to yeah. establish a character like this. Probably not surprising that they followed some of those same beats. I yeah, would, it, I would it did that. have the same beats as far as like just discovering a new time period or a new, yeah. I don't know. And All Captain, America, Captain America is played by Chris Evans and he looks like Chris Pine. Uh-huh. And their names are both Steve. I mean, it was funny. And we Chris. we yeah. saw it with and some Chris. friends who are, <laughs> yeah, we saw it with some friends who are not well-versed in the, in the comic world. And they like literally thought that Chris Pine's character was supposed to be Captain America. Like, I, don't <laughs> yeah, know, I guess they, they did. Just thought that. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. 
So anyways, I, that was just interesting, but probably not the most interesting conversation to have. So what other what other things do you guys want to talk about for spoilers? Hey, I, I will give it I will give this movie a hand for turning Ares into a British guy with a mustache. <laughs> that was amazing. So Josh likes the worst thing about this movie. Absolutely. He likes the, the best worst part, the best thing part about, about this, movie. this movie. Wow, not surprising. All right, so let's just talk about it because we've yeah, met, now you've brought it's it up. It's out there now, so before we get to the last act, let me just very briefly give you the reasons why this movie is not as good as Chris likes to pretend that it is. Everybody has their own thing, and you take away what your interpretation of what they're trying to do or whatever. Everything sure. relates. So I've got like two or three little short things, and then I'll be quiet because I know Chris is going to be like, you're crazy. It's the greatest. That's what they were trying to do. Whatever. <laughs> okay, fine. Every single thing, and I mean every single thing related to the Germans and Dr. Poison in this movie yeah. are ridiculously horrible. They're, yeah. The, the caricatures, and here's where Chris says, well, I know that was the point, and it's the style. No, 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 no. They, like, literally have dollies pushing in to Dr. Poison as she looks up and she says lines like, if it works, it would be terrifying, and then they laugh, <laughs> and then they laugh. They literally laugh. Yeah, it it was has so good. The classic, it was so good. It has the classic scene where, like, the yeah. guy who's the real villain goes into the room with the, his bosses, and then he walks out, and, oops, he kills them all. We've seen that a million times. And then they stand outside and laugh. It's so comically awful. So the, the tonal uh, shift there is a real problem because the rest of the movie is not that. It is not that. And so when you all of a sudden shift into this cartoon of a movie, it doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't work. Number two, I know a lot of people like the team around. Hang on a second. You do not want to talk about that? You just want to say this? Well, and no, because not, it's, an objective, not, not any... it's an objective fact, so I don't think there's any discussion needed. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will I will disagree with you from a different angle than Chris is about to disagree with you. And I will say that Act 2 was cartoonish as well. We have seen the whole, I'm a strange person from a strange world and your customs are foreign to me. And that's all Act 2 was as she gets to London and bumbles around and tries on dresses and has a sword in the back. That was stupid. That no, was... it wasn't. It was funny and endearing. No. It was charming and endearing. I'm trying to figure out how you're tying that into the German thing. So wait, what? Because what about your the... complaint, your complaint about the German thing is that it's oh, comical, so you're, you're, the trope, and I'm saying the same thing is true about her entry into London. You're just saying the whole movie was comic, was comical, and was a trope. The entire movie. Uh, the first act wasn't comical. It had problems, but it wasn't. It wasn't a farce. And you think the second part was a farce? I don't think so. But not at that level. There are levels. There are levels. Yeah, there are levels. I, I would have to agree with that. All right, Chris, mm -hmm. go ahead. Tell me why you loved it. We're we talking specifically the villains. Yes, that's what I'm talking about now. Then we'll go to point two and three, and then this then this podcast can shut down forever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're done because <laughs> everybody's going to be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yes. Uh, no. So here's the deal: like the villains are the least fleshed out characters in this entire thing, right? Uh, they are just evil. That that's all it is. There there's these these evil people who are doing these evil things that are going that's going to kill all these innocent people. And so they the time that they're on screen, they just need to be completely and totally they they don't need to be uh have layers and be like, "Yeah, no, I want to I want I I want to do this because it, it's a part of my, you know, I see my kids dying, so I need to do this in order to to save them. I know it's an evil thing, but no, we don't need any of that. 
that's not what this movie's trying to talk about or even say. <laughs> these move these people are just objectively evil, and that's all it is. You don't need so, backstory. Well, you don't need backstory. No, they don't. You they don't. don't. I know. You don't need backstory to not make to make an objectively evil character not a cartoon. You don't. You don't need it. This was so this was so poorly drawn. I mean, I would argue that this is terrible. the same. Terrible. I'd argue that this is no worse than any of the other like Marvel. Okay, characters. but that's not an excuse because that's no, not an excuse. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is not are terrible. But you've not brought you've not brought this up whenever we've reviewed other of uh, other. I absolutely Marvels. have. We've talked no, endlessly have. about yes, how Marvel's villains are unremarkable. Oh, what are you talking no, no. about, Chris? You're so blinded by how much you love everything, you block us out when we love talk about everything. Molly, <laughs> <laughs> no, right. what were you going to say? You were about to say something. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Well, I I was going to just say the the reason I took away that there were that blatantly caricatured evil is because the truth was the Aries was an influence on them because when right. he dies, like true. then all the Germans stand up and hug each That's other true. and whatever. So like. I, I got that, I, but no. I do agree with Chad. It could wrong. have been done. Yes, huh? please continue. No, I agree with you. It's just I, she's not wrong. She's that, yeah, that's you're, exactly. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I know. I'm rarely wrong. But the execution of it, <laughs> the execution of it was atrocious. Oh bad. my wife, ladies and gentlemen. The execution of it didn't bother me like it bothered you, but I do wow. agree. It's it could have done better and not cost the film anything to do it better for sure. Point for number sure. two. It's definitely a character. Point okay, number two. On. I do not care about any member of her team other than Chris Pine. And the mm-hmm. reason that I don't care about them is because they don't, number one, they, they spent a decent amount of time with the team, but they didn't spend it in ways that give you a chance to uh, learn about the characters. And more importantly, in like a war film where you have a quote-unquote team coming together trope, the way that we bond through those characters is to see them begin to rely on each other and, and need each other. In this scenario, even though Wonder Woman is essentially the protector of the team, even though they don't know it, we don't get a chance. They're bumbling. They, they do inexplicable things. They're bad at their job when they're supposed to be good at it. And we just don't get enough time outside of random flashes where it'll cut to all of a sudden a character talking to her over in the side, you know, outside the bar. And then it cuts and they're walking and then an action beat happens. So the problem that that happens when you do that in the middle where you, because they did spend, I agree with Josh in the sense that in the second act it drug a little bit because they do spend a lot of time establishing the comedic elements of a fish out of water. That's 100% true. If they had spent a little less time on that, and a little more time on the team aspect of it, I think in the third act, then you would care more about what happens. As a result, I didn't personally care as much because they're like this little magic team that just pops up wherever they need to be, whenever the plot needs them to be there. So I I didn't care about the team, which leads me to part number three and four, which is what we've already talked about. The last third of this movie is so bad it almost destroys the film. It literally almost destroys the film. There is a scene where they go to a gala, and while I was watching it, when they left the castle, I was like, why did we go to the gala? That was the dumbest, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They go there, she sees the guy, he stops her from killing him, they run out, and then, oh, they shot a cannon, now let's run all the way back to the village, and then, Mm -hmm. oh no, everybody at the village is dead. Okay, now let's run all the way back to the airfield. (laughs) It's some of the worst editing, some of the worst pacing in that entire sequence, before we even get to the final battle with Ares, 
all of that 15 minutes before, I, it was so confusing and so it just completely stopped the momentum. And then we get the Ares fight, which is absolutely the worst thing they could have done. The way that they did it, the CGI overload, the fact that they, they want, I understand you need to make Ares probably a literal character. I get it. But there are ways that they could have made that at least somewhat interesting. And so this movie ramps up, ramps up, ramps up. And then the last 25, 30 minutes, just, it's one of the biggest crashes I've ever seen. And that's the main reason that I couldn't love this movie, because it, I, it, it landed with such a thud. I just had to walk out and be like, ugh, it was a missed opportunity. I don't see how anybody could like the ending. I mean, the last 30 minutes, they're not just, eh, okay, it's terrible. It's, I mean, it's ter- I think it's terrible. So there you go. I'm done. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue with you that that it's terrible. I, I think you you Chris said it well. Give a chance. <laughs> but I think the reason that I personally still like the ending enough to love the movie is because of where she lands as a character in the process of it. So while that fight or whatever and that whole sequence of events was stupid, and I will try and forget it, where she lands as a character in the process of those events unfolding matters to me and was hopeful and and good so that's why i'm okay with it and still love the movie okay yes (laughs) (laughs) the 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 piece that i enjoyed the movie i didn't really have any major issues with it until we he whatever aries got his armor and they started fighting um i I was hoping the movie was going to be more clever than that uh, I was hoping it was going to be more Ares and wars and everyone, all of men. And we have to like, def- you know, I thought it was going to be a lot more introspective than that. I understand that there needs to be a battle and I'm okay with that. Um, but the way that they executed it, I just thought was unfortunate. I was, I was hoping they were going to do something a little bit more clever like the, you know, I keep coming back to this, but I really like the Dr. Strange ending. I liked how that movie ended because it's, it's a little different than the norm. And I felt like wonder woman was on that train track headed towards something different. But then we got the, you know, basically it's just watching the end of Batman versus Superman again, um, which is unfortunate. I think that was, that was an unfortunate moment. I, I wish that hadn't had, had, had not been the way it was, but the actual theme, the things that happened because of that se- that fight sequence, I actually enjoyed the stuff that was going on around it. The team trying to get to the plane Steve trying to get to the plane, being willing to sacrifice himself, her slowly realizing what he had said to her, getting him on the plane, getting him, you know, he, he's now gone sacrificing himself for the for others. He's learned his kind of life lesson. She starts to learn her life lesson, being able to trust man again, literally, and then becoming the the hero that we know again, getting those superpowers and becoming the wonder woman that we all know and love from the comics. So as an origin story goes, the beats are all there. I think they're executed very, very well. The problem is I just don't like the way they got from that action sequence. I don't like the way that they got her because right in the middle of the action sequence is a major plot dump. Aries literally just sits there and tells her the story of everything and why this has to happen. It's hard. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, horrible is the wrong word. I don't know if I'd say horrible. It's horrible. I don't think it's horrible, but I do think they could have done that much better. I wish they would have. And to your point too, I read an article saying that, um, Patty Jenkins says there is 
there are there are no deleted scenes, and they did they only did one reshoot because of Gal Gadot's baby bump uh, in the in the middle of this uh, thing. So they had to go back and do some re- a quick reshoot. But as far as I as far as what she said, they're literally she they they shot everything they needed. They did no uh, they have they didn't take any scenes out, and they didn't they didn't shoot more than they needed, and they didn't get whatever whatever. So according to to her, this That's is the fine. movie that she intended to make. All that is fine. And that, I'm just saying, for me, this is why I cannot get on the train that you are on, which is that this movie is firing on all cylinders. It's immediately in the top five discussion, best comic book movies of all time, because it's not. It's, it's two-thirds of that, and then it just falls completely off. Now, I still like it a lot. I will absolutely recommend that people see it. It's a thumbs-up. It is by far the best movie in the DC universe for sure. And because they got the tone right, like Melody has been saying, because they got the motivation of the character right, there is an overarching sense of goodness in this movie that I celebrate. And it's maybe even a little more frustrating because it was close to being great. But, man, those last 30 minutes are rough, man. It's a slog for me. Uh, I, I, I disagree with that, but yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. I guess I, I can understand why you feel that way, <laughs> but I just, I overlooked, I overlooked how much I was not enjoying that and hoping they had done something else. But at the same time, Melody made a good point walking out saying you want to see Wonder Woman kick some, kick some butt. Like that's yeah. the bottom line. What else like, were they going to do? Yeah. You can't, I mean, they could have done something. Oh that, man. There's so that, many things. You they needed that fight scene. She has to fight a God or some crazy alien. There's no humanity. She can fight. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't have to battle. fight a God. I don't think. And I think the no man's land scene proves that we are talking about specifically how that was oh, one of no. the great. Not, hold on. Of her powers it's yet. not it's not about her having the power or being hurt or any of that stuff it was visceral and exciting to see her in the midst of that battle for sure it could have been like chris said if it was if it was aries and war is in man and then just a bigger contingent of tanks and all kinds of other stuff and man fighting each other and all of the stuff her learning how that people sacrifice and love is the key there's a ending there that could be just as exciting certainly more exciting because the ending as it stands now is not exciting it's bad she didn't have to fight a god i don't think she does i think and the fact that she does fight a god is out of place because she still doesn't know about her powers or how to use them and the fact that she beats Ares is not credible no that's not true at all that she literally learns who she is during that fight that is she learns who she is but she she doesn't how how she's supposed to know how to harness all that power the way Ares does making swords out of thin air and shooting lightning and all that well she doesn't doesn't have the same power but that she doesn't have the power that one woman doesn't do that she does however how would she know how would you know this is how How she gets her power Uh, you literally see how she gets that yeah that's exactly right because it's an origin story. Yeah. In either exactly. case, there there were ways it could have been done without her having to do it that way. It's fine. Whatever. You can love it. I, I, I disagree as well. I, I I feel like it's it's important that she fight the big bad, but I just I think they could have executed on that a little bit better. That it could have been like you said, Chad. The expedi- exposition dump was just. That's the worst way you could just do it. The, 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 just say it, Chris. The, the, just say horrible. You feel the better. mustache twirling, literal <laughs> mustache twirling happening is just, you know, just too much. And I, I just, it could have done that much, much better. That's all I'm, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you in that. I do. And I, that was the one thing I walked out of the theater saying. It's like, oh, man, that last act, if only it would have been just a little bit more clever. Because uh, I felt like the rest of the movie really was, really was clever. But All right, Melody, save is. us from ourselves. Sorry, before Melody closes it out, I didn't. I haven't said my main problem with the movie, and I'll be brief. You haven't? But No, I haven't. I, I actually haven't. Oh, Lord. Because okay. the biggest problem I have with the movie is not having any history with the comic books or anything like that. Taking this story by itself, sure. the motivations of all of the main characters, except for Wonder Woman and, and Steve Trevor, don't make sense and don't play out the way they're set up. Like the whole setup in Act 1 um, for the Amazons, they, they believe that Ares is out there. The Queen believes that Ares is out there. And the whole thing they have set up for themselves means that they would all be going to find and fight Ares. They know that Diana is the god killer. They would be going to protect her and fight Ares, but they just stay there. They're done. Only Diana leaves and the rest of the Amazons are just there. I don't disagree. I was totally expecting them to show up when Ares did and I was a little bit sad they didn't. That actually, yeah, that would have been fun. I didn't even think of it that way. They should have showed up right at the end to Right. To fight along her side, yes, exactly. And the the bumbling band of soldiers of fortune that they get to go <laughs> along with them, like Chad said, they're incompetent, they're bad at their job. They're also introduced as having no reason to join them. They want money, and the, the one guy wants money, the other guy's a drunk, and they're set up as having no promise of any of that. And they have no visible change of heart, nothing to really That's right. Convince no them development with those but characters. But they just go. That's they right. That's 100% right, Josh. I mean, the one guy sings again. Come on, people. <laughs> that's true. He yeah, and see, that's sing. a perfect example. Like, she says that line, who would sing to us? And that should land, but it doesn't because there's no, been nothing stupid. to set it up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I don't disagree. The, those characters were disappointing. The best side character, the one I really did love, was his secretary. She was hysterical. She was yeah. so yeah, funny. She, she was, she was so funny. She, she was, she was good. a she was a bright spot. Oh, Josh actually found humor in something. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and then on that note, let's close it out quick. That's, a, a <laughs> That's right. Yay. Uh, Josh I, I had something good. Yet, but okay. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? What was, what was no, the next thing? Well, to, to finish out that point, the, the plot dump that everyone's complaining about with Ares at the end, yeah. um, he contradicts himself within that very speech. Like he... He starts out by saying, no, look, I'm not destroying them. I just gave them the tools and they're destroying themselves and ends by saying, join me in destroying them. What is happening? Okay, I'm done. Terribleness is happening. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're done. (laughs) I'm done too. I'm I'm out. Done defending this to you because this is a wonderful movie and everyone should go see it and it should be your favorite movie of all time. Very, That's all very I'm saying. Much all like, time. Very much like Steve said, <laughs> this movie is above average. Oh, it oh. is. And I believe it is above average, but I don't know. Well, okay. All right. Well, on that note, we will close out this discussion, but we would love to hear what you guys think as well. So give us some feedback on Facebook and we will be back to you soon with more superhero movie reviews. From here, let's go on to our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. Inspired by Wonder Woman, we decided tonight we would discuss our top three 
fierce female characters. Could be a character in a book, a video game, a movie, a television series, or something else that Chris will come up with, I'm sure. However you want to do that, we wanted to uh, go around and give our thoughts on the strong role for a woman. So with that in mind, let's start with you, Melody, and let's talk about first very quickly like we normally do, how did you put your list together and what is your number three pick? Well, I am highly disappointed at what you just said because I did not know it was characters. I really thought it was like on-screen characters. So I did not even consider any literary characters. My list would be absolutely completely different. Okay, but so since forget I everything do not I just said. Time, Let's just make no no literary characters. There you go. Now you feel better. Whatever. Because you didn't do one either? Because <laughs> I, no I didn't put any literary characters in mind. I'm pretty sure we're, we're trying to say things that are on a screen. Well, I guess technically you can uh, you know read a book on a screen. On a so, screen. you know, there you go. Yeah, no, it, I, no, I should have clarified I did not. So I will caveat this list with that statement that these are only on-screen characters. The way that I determined this list was by which fierce female characters inspire me to be more fierce, okay? So Ooh. while there are some right. out there that may be fierce That's a good one. in their own, you know, in their story, like if it didn't inspire fierceness in me, then they didn't like necessarily make the list. So with that said, my third pick is Arwen from Lord of the Rings. Because while she is not, you know, like an amazing on-screen fighter, she has definite spirit and I'm always inspired by that genre of story. Ergo, Arwen is on my list. All right. Great pick. Great pick. All right, Christopher, how did you put your list together and who's your number three? Yeah. So I put mine together very differently than Melody. Um, I based mine on like, I guess I would say fierce. I thought I defined that more of like uh, strong. I put this list together with moments in film and television that I thought this particular character really stood strong and did something that it was, I thought was like really amazing and cool. So mo- mostly these are like uh, characters that do something in a scene or in a moment that I thought was just incredible and came out of left field or was just like, wow, really was a wow moment for me. So my number three is a character from both a TV show and a movie uh, and that is River Tam from Serenity. And uh, just uh, anyway, so I, I, I think hmm. in the movie she did an amazing job. And I think she's just amazing. Like There's a moment in that movie that is just incredible. So for me, number three is River. All right. I have to confess I've never seen Serenity. It's uh, it's oh, really. I, I will. I'm sorry. What? I will at some point. That's in my really life. sad. <laughs> you? How are my friends with you? Yeah. <laughs> been you need to watch Firefly. That's a good question. For you need to watch reasons. Firefly, and then you need to watch Serenity. How are any will, of us friends? Really let's good. just be real. Let's just call That's it. That's right. Let's just let's shut it down, people. We hate each other. So now we got that out of the way. Josh, <laughs> how did you put your list together, and what's your number three? Oh, I really wish you wouldn't ask me how I put my list together. You're I don't the reason have... I do. <laughs> I don't have many criteria other than I I don't interpret fierce despite the uh, despite the clever alliteration. I don't interpret fierce as a leading character who is um, leading for violence' sake. So I saw, and we'll get into this, and well, we might when we talk about 
some of the lists that other people put together. But some of them seem to interpret a strong character as a as a violent character, and that is one aspect of it. But I went with more of a character judgment and persisting through adversity kind of thing for me. Um, so my number three, without any further ado, is Aaron Brockovich. All right. From the movie yes. Aaron Brockovich. From the movie Aaron Brockovich. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should have I should have pointed that out. I thought we were going with movies, so I didn't even I didn't branch out very far. Ah, cool. Okay, very good, very good. Well, for me, my list I put it together very much like Josh. Not necessarily strength as in physical strength or violence, and not even necessarily action oriented, but just characters that displayed strength in the media that they were a part of. I also tried not to give too much credit to the movie or the series because I loved the movie or the TV series, but tried to actually make it more about the character. So with that in mind, my number three is a surprise to me because I have so recently come to this property. But my number three is Carrie Coon playing Nora Durst in The Leftovers. And so I am now almost finished with the second season of The Leftovers and her performance. Don't is, ruin this for us. I'm not, we're, we're, yeah, we're, I'm not, we just I'm started not, it. We're spoiler free. Her performance is just absolutely breathtaking in a way that is unexpected because of the circumstances that happen in the universe of The Leftovers. All, all I'll do is just leave you with that to say is that is marvelous. Absolutely marvelous stuff. So that's my number three, which brings us back to Melody. Melody, what's your number two? Well, my number one and two came to mind pretty quickly, and they both had to be on my list. So this one, I mean, I'm sure it's on many lists. It's She's she's very iconic. But for me, there's, you know, just memories of these scenes of her being amazing and the movie being amazing. So my number two is Trinity from The Matrix. Oh, yes. Oh, good pick. Very good pick. I didn't even think about that. Good, 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 good. Okay, Chris, what about you? Yeah, Trinity is definitely on my honorable mentions. Uh, I She almost made the list, but uh, for me, my number two is Buffy Summers from Buffy mm-hmm. the Vampire Slayer. No doubt. She, it's such a great show. Such a great show. And bo- what's interesting is both of these first two that I've mentioned, River and Buffy, are both Joss Whedon properties yeah um and so i'm very that's why i say i'm very excited about the the batgirl movie that he's directing right now and that's uh number two buffy yeah so if serenity didn't kill our friendship maybe this will because i've also not watched buffy so Uh, and you know what buffy is so so of its time i don't think going back and watching that is worth doing good um thank you i won't i can't believe you haven't watched firefly but Firefly oh. and Serenity is definitely okay. worth that. That's timeless, in my right. opinion. I All think right. you should. I'll get it on the list. I'll get it on the list. Yeah, you should. You should watch it. Even Josh advocates yeah. a watch. Wow. It's, no, it's, it's wonderful. No, Fire, Firefly and Serenity are good. They're good. Okay. Yes. All right. It's officially on the list. All right. All right, Josh, with this new sense of positivity and optimism, <laughs> what is your number two? I'm going to have to go with a pick that I expected to be a little more popular but haven't seen yet in any of the lists I've perused, but Ray from Star Wars. Yeah. Yay. She's actually on my honorable mentions for sure, especially where she's hopefully about to go. She could be an all-timer for sure. That's a good pick. No doubt. 
All right, for my number two, oh, and I should say, I meant to say this before I gave my number three. As I like to do with my top threes, I usually have like one pick that is like the clear number one. And so in order to cheat and give me four picks, I make it the memorial list. And so it goes without saying that for me, this is my Meredith Gray memorial list from Grey's Anatomy. Because she's been through so much drama, guys. You just don't what even know. in the world? No characters. What? Like 18 seasons of drama. No, okay? Just stop. Please you, stop. You just this can't even stop. imagine stop. what Winning she's been through. Everything. And she's still going Those strong people. in saving lives. All, everything so, that you're saying is just... Bad. The Meredith Gray Memorial List. Thank you, Meredith. I love you. Okay. So, <laughs> what does that even mean? My That's number amazing. two, my real number two, is an Oscar-winning performance from a book that I read when I was a teenager that I loved. I mean, I absolutely loved it. From no no surprise, I'm sure Josh will will mock me. From Stephen King, the book is called Misery. The performance is Kathy Bates, and the character mm-hmm. is Annie Wilkes. An iconic mm. performance that uh, won an Academy Award, and so that's you had to get your Stephen King in there, didn't? Had you? to get it in there. Had to get it in there. <laughs> so there you go. That's my number two. Which now brings us to our number one picks, Melody. What is your number one fierce female? I don't think this will surprise anyone. Although sometimes I surprise myself with how much I still love this movie. But my number one pick is Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Use a winch. Run the tree thing. Take this. Let's get the engine plates. That is surprising to me. Okay. Really? Number one. Clear winner in. Clear winner in my opinion. Wow. Okay. All right. any, awesome. any, any particular reason? Uh, cause she is. Uh, my 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 original title for this this uh, top three was a little different than fierce. So I I I'm I was going for like. Physicality as a part of it. Okay. So that's that's probably why she's number one. All right. Good for you. That's one of Josh's favorite movies. All right, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. He keeps saying that. It's kind of annoying how often he says, "You know what, Mad Pretty Max Fury Road." I know. One right? of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Just all keep right. saying it. <laughs> all right, Chris. Uh, by the way, your best movies of all time list is getting pretty full there, buddy. But mm-hmm. please go ahead. Watch They're all good. <laughs> a I'm a lover of loving, of loving things. things. Let me love them. Yes. <laughs> let me love. Let me love what I love. Yeah. All right. So for me, you know, one of the first movies that I saw with a really strong female lead, um, a woman who would protect her son uh, over anything, uh, and she understood that there is no fate but what we make. Uh, and that is Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. Watching John with the machine, it was suddenly so clear. The Terminator would never stop. It would never leave him. And it would never hurt him, never shout at him or get drunk and hit him or say it was too busy to spend time with him. It would always be there. And it would die to protect him. Of all the would-be fathers who came and went over the years, this thing, this machine, was the only one who measured up. In an insane world, it was the sanest choice. That, she is so good in that movie. I've seen, I think Terminator 2 is the film I've seen the most of almost any movie. Um, And that, it's just so good. She does an amazing job of 
being strong and protective and just great. So for me, my number one fierce female lead uh, would definitely be Sarah Connor from uh, Terminator 2. Good, good pick, good pick. All right, Josh, what about you? What's your number one? My number one is maybe a bit off the beaten path. It's from a movie that's kind of difficult to watch, but I, I really kind of feel like the lead deserves a mention in this category, and that is Reed Dolly, and that's the lead character from Winner's Bone, played by Jennifer Lawrence. Mike Satterfield, A1 Bonds. What is it you want? We hold the bond on Jessup Dolly. He didn't show for court. That ain't no run. Jessup signed over everything. If he doesn't show a trial, see, the way the deal works is y'all gonna lose his house here and got some place to go. I'll find him. Girl, I've been looking. I said I'll find him. Wow. <laughs> Years ago. Oh, wow. That's a great movie. Mm. Very good, very good. I haven't, I haven't, I've seen that a couple of times. It's been a while. To be yeah. honest, I don't remember it very well, but I, I remember. But it stuck I remember with you the, enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gist of her character. Yep, that's excellent, excellent pick. All right, well, my number one is uh, was an easy pick for me, and that is, I actually am surprised that nobody else had had this person on your lists because uh, mm. I thought it'd be a pretty common pick, but. It is, without a doubt, the best television show of all time. It's C.J. Craig, played by Allison Janney from The West Wing. I'm sorry, C.J., but you're not outraged by this? Outraged? I'm barely surprised. This is a country where women are allowed to drive a car. They're not allowed to be in the company of any man other than a close relative. They're required to adhere to a dress code that would make a Mary Knoll nun look like Malibu Barbie. They beheaded 121 people last year for robbery, rape, and drug trafficking. They have no free press, no elected government, no political parties. And the royal family allows the religious police to travel in groups of six carrying nightsticks, and they freely and publicly beat women. But Brutus is an honorable man. Seventeen schoolgirls were forced to burn alive because they weren't wearing the proper clothing. Am I outraged? No, Steve. No, Chris. No, Mark. That is Saudi Arabia, our partners in peace. Yes. No doubt about it. From the very first scene in the pilot, you know that Girlfriend does not play. It's just one of, one of the great characters uh, ever written, and so she's my clear number one. All right, yeah. so let's go around now. Let's talk about honorable mentions, and then we'll get into some listener feedback. So, Melody, did you have any honorable mentions? I do. I, and I, uh, Okay, my honorable mentions are Sydney Bristow from Alias and Bryn of Tarth from Game of Thrones. I feel like they are equally equally deserving to be on my top three list but i kind of just went with movies so yeah but yeah those are definitely my honorable mentions and i'm really surprised that nobody nobody said ripley from alien it, she was farther down on my list i just don't have a closeness yeah. to that character all our listeners did so we'll get to that yeah, yeah yes. exactly yeah and they're still mad chris and josh are still mad about alien covenant so they're retroactively punishing that's her. true <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. all right chris what about you have any honorable mentions yeah, uh, well, some, most of them have been said. Trinity, uh, Furiosa, Ray, but one that I put on here almost immediately, but unfortunately it was just bumped just because, I don't know, she, she does fit a different archetype, and I feel like maybe I should have included her in this list, uh, but that is Captain Catherine Janeway of, of Voyager. She, I don't know, I, th- that character was really well fleshed out, and my girls from when we watch, because we, we started with Voyager with them, they they connect uh with that 
uh, quite a bit. So yeah. uh, Catherine Janeway is definitely uh, on my honorable on, on my honorable mentions. Excellent. What about you, Josh? Any honorable mentions? Uh, I really didn't have a deep list this time, but as we were going through, and since we made it explicit that we were expanding to uh, to beyond movies, I'm going to have to give an honorable mention to Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> yes, got to do yes. it. Yes, yes what a are. great because she. That's great. She maintains her optimism no matter what, and she just keeps going. She's the Chris Farrell of she the, really of Parks and of Recreation. Parks and Rec. <laughs> She's the Chris and, Farrell. And Josh has I'll respect for this optimism. I feel hopeful today. I feel That's hopeful. Right. You should. Right. Yes. You should. All right. Well, my, I had a few honorable mentions. Uh, one is uh, Elizabeth Jennings from The Americans, the character Elizabeth Jennings from The Americans. Uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead. Who we're talking about in fierce in the strictest yeah sense of the yeah. word, uh, the bride from Kill Bill one and two, and then one that was really fighting for my number three spot, and I love the movie and I love the performance, uh, and it's my last honorable mention, and that's Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada. I love that movie oh. and I love that performance. So anyway. wow, that is that is kind of out of left field, I love but. It. I love it. All right, fierce, cool. Fierce character. So before we wrap up, let's get some uh, listener feedback. We threw this question out to our Facebook page and got some uh, good re- good answers and some interesting yeah. answers. So Chris, I know you had some. Several folks uh, mentioned Sydney Bristow, which shows up several times. Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't come up on my list, but it should have. That's a good. That's a good pick. Oh, uh, I got to Freddy. Winterstone. Just couldn't pick. A Hunger Games character. Sorry, that's true. true. Yeah, same actress, right? All right. So, yeah. so that was from Freddie. Freddie uh, mentioned Katniss, uh, and also Maggie Fitzgerald from Million Dollar Baby, oh, uh, yeah. which is a good. That's yeah. a good like a deep a great cut pick. there. That's yeah. good. Uh, absolutely. Uh, also, Lori mentioned Sydney Bristow as well. And then Nathan says that we forgot. I don't know how we forgot. We didn't mention it yet. But Padme <laughs> from uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Which I don't know. Uh, Star Wars Episode okay. Two, man. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, no. Thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for that, uh, Nathan. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and then Kimberly says Judy Hops from Zootopia, which I guess that works. Uh, uh, animated, yes. yes. Animated girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I just hate that Angelo. Movie. Yeah, Angelo gave us a list, and uh, he says in no particular order: Captain Marvel, Hit Girl, and Buffy Summers. All right. Which Hit Girl, uh, Hit those Girl are, Love. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, absolutely. So those are good. This is some good, uh, some good ones we didn't mention and forgotten. Some deep cuts there. That's great. Thanks, guys, for the uh, for the input. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Well, I get the honor of reading Daniel's picks since he's not here for this episode. Uh, Daniel, in reverse order, because he of course put his in order. Claire Underwood from House of Cards. Okay. Ellen Ripley from Alien. So Ellen Ripley gets some love. And <laughs> number one, Sydney Bristow. Oh, oh yeah! Wow. Number one. Too. Well. Uh, he does mention he would have easily picked Wonder Woman for number one, but wanted to give some variety. Okay. So. Oh, Daniel. Well, you were going to say something, Chris? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. Ah, okay. Don't kick a man when he's not here. <laughs> Unless it's Chris. Then kick away. I love you, Daniel. Yes, then keep kicking. All right. So moving on down. Justin mentioned The Bride. Uh, like I think got an honorable mention from you, Chad. The yeah. Bride from Kill Bill Volume 1, he specifies. Volume 1. And Volume 2. Volume 2 is uh, a better movie. Yes. Volume yes. 2 is a better movie. Yeah. Number 2, Hit Girl. Some more Hit Girl love. Yeah. From Kick yeah. That's good. And number 1, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get a little more Game of Thrones love yeah. from the Ferals. 
That's true. I don't know. This is interesting. It was erased from my memory for some reason, but... Was it just because we all thought it was movies? Because Justin mentions, too, like, this isn't a movie, but she wins anyway. Yeah. And then he named a separate number one for a movie, which was Ellen Ripley. There you go. Both of my first two picks... Oh, I guess River is technically also a movie, but Buffy was was a TV show. But I don't know. For some reason, I I didn't go to the Game of Thrones thing, but... These move the, these those three characters that I mentioned in mine I've just kind of been cemented in my brain as some of the best, so that's just maybe yeah. where I went. Eden mentioned Ellen Ripley, Imperator Furiosa, so mm-hmm. Melody, and Norma Ray. Norma Ray, sure. yeah, yeah. And Britain listed four characters actually: Ellen Ripley, we've heard Claire Underwood, yep. throw it through in Princess Leia. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. And to round out the list, Professor McGonagall. Yeah, help, help. Professor oh, is McGonagall. Is that Harry Potter? I don't understand. Yes, that's Harry mm. Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Expecto Patronum! At least I got it right. Well, we also had Rob Alderman, who had an interesting pick that I actually love. He said Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins. <laughs> great character, that's great nice. movie. Yeah, uh, that's And then good. Aaron Weatherford from A League of Their Own, which is another great pick. He mentioned Dottie Henson, Gina Davis's character from A League of Their Own. That's also a great pick. We then had we had Rick Johnson who said, uh, and I'm quoting, actually, I like Taya Leone from Madam Secretary. I don't, I've never watched Madam Secretary. Have you guys ever seen that show, that television show? I think no, that's it's awesome. always seemed that is definitely out of my, um, out of my sure. wheelhouse. So, Rick, we'll just have to take your word for that. None of us have seen that show and probably won't, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I know, Rick. It's all good. And then Weird. we had uh, we had Shara, Shara Troutner, who gave three picks, some, and she went way out of the box on this one. So she has Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice, which is great. Yes. Uh, yeah. We then have Maddie Ross from True Grit. Which is a great pick, actually. That is a good, when you think that about is a good it. pick, yeah. And then, for sure, Shara gets the most obscure pick. Not even close. So, so Shara, you get our screener's gold star, which gets you nothing except adulation from the screeners. Her third and final pick was, and I'm quoting, the woman in Apocalypto who gives birth in a flooded hole, but still manages <laughs> to save herself, her child, and her newborn. So there you go. So you're right. That's nice. definitely the definition of fierce character. So, Shara, thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for that pick, and you win for sure. Thanks so much, guys, for the feedback. You can be on the lookout for more top three lists in the future. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, if there's anything you really enjoyed hearing in this episode, really didn't enjoy hearing in this episode, really wished you would have heard in this episode, let us know. As we've mentioned several times before, um, the best place to reach us is Facebook, but we are also on Twitter at ScreenersCast, on Gmail at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. I think one of us can house a carrier pigeon if you want to send one our way. Yeah, I accept, re- I accept carrier pigeon. Good. Absolutely. See, Chris does. Chris has yep. a lot of esoteric hobbies, but really, <laughs> just hit up our Facebook page. And as always, if you like the podcast, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and please leave us a review if you haven't already because that really helps us out. We'll see you next time for a quick bonus episode of Tom Cruise's The Mummy. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.